Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine no father. He died before you were born. I want you to imagine going off to war with your two brothers who you love dearly, watching both of them die, coming back home as a young teenager and watching your mother die and being all alone in the world At the age of 14. What were you doing at the age of 14? 
I was eating $1 slices of Little Caesars pizza for lunch when I could afford it and drinking Mountain Dew and playing video games and playing basketball. Andrew Jackson had buried his entire family by the time he was 14 years old. You know how much I disdain the leftist twisting of history indicting anybody who did anything that's no longer acceptable today i don't i don't now and won't ever do history that way and neither should you i don't care how mad they get I don't care how many emails I'm going to get off of this show. Andrew Jackson was a beast, an absolute stud of a human being. Somebody you should probably admire. Did Andrew Jackson have some severe personality flaws? Almost undoubtedly. Was he mean? Yep. Did he own slaves? Absolutely he did. But Andrew Jackson has a resume that should make your jaw drop, and we talk about him today as if he's just some KKK scumbag who should be banished from history. What a bunch of crap. I asked what you were doing at at 14, you know what Andrew Jackson was doing at 13? Fighting in the Revolutionary War at the age of 13. I'm not making that up. He came from a Scottish-Irish family, and that's probably where we need to start. As we have discussed a million times on this show, and we'll discuss a million other times, Racism, prejudice, whatever you want to call it, is not something unique to this group or that group or this nation or that nation. It is the history of the world. Always has been, it is now, and it always will be in the future because it is human nature. Period. My people are better than your people. We're smart. You're dumb. My religion's good, your religion's evil. Everyone with my skin color is smart. You people are scumbags. That's how people operate. It's part of our fallen nature. It's part of how we cope. And in the late 1700s, well, mid-1700s, my goodness, early 1700s, let's just call it in America's beginning Scott-Irish people were not well thought of in the United States of America. This was very much an English colony, which is fine. The English got here first, if we don't count the Vikings and the Indians and whatnot. But I'm talking about settling the society. The English got here first. The English, as you can imagine, you can see a bit of this today, thought pretty highly of themselves. And remember, America at this time, pre-Revolutionary War, during the Revolutionary War, thought of themselves as English. Even the Americans who were all about the revolution and revolted very much thought of themselves as English. Where do you think George Washington learned how to fight and lead troops? He had an English uniform on. The Jackson family were Scott-Irish, and they were, they were the idiots, the outcasts. That's just the way it goes for newer immigrant groups. Everyone has gone through it in every nation ever. This nation's no exception. They've all gone through it here, too. The Irish, the Italians, the Jews, black people during and post-slavery. It's the way it goes. Mexicans, the way it goes, how people are. 
And they decided to move, the Jackson family, they decided to move to rural Virginia. Young Mrs. Jackson cranks out some kids. Has a couple boys, Hugh and Robert. Gets herself pregnant again by Mr. Jackson with a young man they were going to name Andrew. And Mr. Jackson dies two or three months before Andrew was born in a logging accident. And let's pause just briefly on that for a moment. I know it's probably weird. I know I'm different. I think about that stuff a lot when it comes to old frontier days. I think about the fact I heard this stat one time and it's just jaw-dropping to me that in our early days as a nation, and this was, I mean, this is pretty standard worldwide, half of the children would not live to see the age of five. Is that not horrifying? And tragic? And does that not give you some perspective on how blessed you and I are to live in this day and age? Now, undoubtedly, somebody listening, most likely many of you, have lost a child. And God love you. I can't imagine going through that. But the, the norm today is not that. The norm today is your, your kids get extra medical care. 9,000 doctor visits while you're pregnant. 80 medical personnel surrounding you after you have the child. The baby comes out, (coughs) one little cough. Let's race to the hospital. You know, I've done it in the middle of the night. He's got a fever that's a tenth of a degree over. Let's go to the hospital. That's not how it was. And setting aside babies... Basic injuries were deadly back then. I don't have the details on Andrew Jackson's father's logging accident. But it wouldn't have taken much. And it doesn't have to be accidentally chopped his own head off. It can be axe injury to the leg. No big deal. Two or three days later, you're dead from infection because you can't get proper medical care. You can't get clean things oftentimes. A different world, completely different world. And he dies from this logging accident. Now Andrew is born, no dad. Already severely behind the eight ball. And it got worse from there. stocky follow like and subscribe on social at jesse kelly show simply safe home security makes it easy i know i know if you don't have a home security system yet i know why you don't either one you're worried about the cost or two you're worried about the hassle well you don't have to worry about either of those things anymore before we even get going here let's just say simply safe Starts at $15 a month. One five. You did not hear me wrong. $15 a month. That's one. As far as the ease goes, well, let me put it to you this way. You can pick up that smartphone that's sitting beside you right now. Go to simplysafe.com slash Jesse. Pick out what you want. They'll mail it to you. You open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and you're covered with home security. That's easy. Go to simplysafe.com slash Jesse. That's simplysafe.com slash Jesse.
It is the 1770s. Andrew is a young teenager, 13 years old, has a couple brothers. Revolutionary War is brewing. Now, understand schooling is a little different at this time. Most of his education comes from priests. It comes from the church. Doesn't have a great deal of formal education, but learns enough. The war breaks out. The war breaks out. His brother Hugh, 16 years old, joins the revolution. Fight the Brits. Boom. Dead. Andrew Jackson, at the age of 13, decides he wants to fight the Brits. As you can imagine, mom, not that thrilled about the decision, but mom realizing the kind of young man she has, signs him up for formal military training, and then he joins. Well, Andrew's brother joins as well. Both of them end up getting captured by the Brits. Have you heard about the scars on Andrew Jackson's head? Do you know how Andrew Jackson got some of those scars on his head? At the age of 13 years old, he is captured by the British. He then is told to shine a British officer's boots as a captive, especially a young captive would be told to do at the time. He says no. At the, age, at the age of 13, you'd be crapping your pants if an adult, especially an enemy soldier, told you that. Andrew's all, nah, I'm good. They then threaten him with pain if he doesn't shine the boots. He still says, yeah, no, still not. They then begin slashing him in the head and arm. Still refuses to shine the boots. By the way, we're closing in on my second favorite history story of all time after that Aztec story where they're wearing the lady's skin. Maybe I'll tell that briefly again today because that just, it's too hilarious to me. Andrew Jackson and his brother Robert get very, very sick smallpox. Smallpox is something I don't have to elaborate for you It killed a lot of people at this time. Miserable. It does not kill Andrew Jackson and his brother Robert. It almost does, and then they get released. Released back to their mother. They have to walk home. His brother Robert, still coming off of being sick from smallpox, finally gets home with his brother Andrew and promptly dies a couple days later. Too sick, too weak, dies. Andrew Jackson's now 14 years old, has lost everybody he's ever loved except his mom, and then she dies too. This is... As you'll see from the rest of his life, an angry young man. (laughs) Andrew Jackson was an angry young man. But we're not talking about wallowing in your sorrow, drinking yourself to death, angry young man. We're talking, I will succeed, and I am very likely going to murder anybody who tries to keep me from succeeding type of anger. Andrew Jackson decides to get himself trained as a lawyer. Much less difficult back then. Uh, That's probably putting it too strong. It was different back then. Let's just say you didn't have to go to four years of college and 9,000 years of law school, and then it wasn't that way. Finds himself as a lawyer. Gets himself in in a trial against a lawyer who is much better than he is, much better educated than he is, And the lawyer he's facing mocks Andrew a little bit about the fact that you're kind of an idiot. Andrew, not one to take that laying down. Of course, 
because he's Andrew Jackson challenges the man to a duel. Now, we need to take care of something here, a little house cleaning when it comes to the duel. Sometimes duels were meant to kill other people. And believe me, we're going to get to that in a moment. Oftentimes, though, it was simply a challenge of manhood. All right, I challenge you to a duel. Challenge you to a duel, producer Chris. And he says, all right, let's do it. We're going to meet out behind the studio right after the show. We're going to have a duel. I get a one-shot pistol because that's all they had back then. You get a one-shot pistol. We're going to stand apart, and we're going we're gonna to try to kill each other. But you would show up at the duel, and just the showing up was oftentimes enough courage for people, enough of a thing to where they would mutually agree to shoot past each other, shoot in the air. All right, we had a duel. You shake hands. You admire the other guy's bravery. And as a brief side note, I know I've talked to you about this before. Understand this. This is going to be difficult for ladies to understand, but dudes will get this. It's why I'm so adamant against these anti-bullying campaigns in school. They create much more violence than they ever would prevent. Instead, now the kid gets bullied for 10 years and then walks into school with a gun and shoots up the place. How it should be is how it always was when I was growing up. Okay, we have an issue. We're fighting. Let's meet out behind the gym right after school. And then word spreads like wildfire. There's going to be a fight. Who doesn't love to see a fight? You all meet up in the grass somewhere behind the gym. You square off. His friends are cheering. Your friends are cheering. You duke it out. Nothing that severe. Bloody nose, maybe a broken hand, black eye, something something like that. But because everybody's there, it doesn't turn into murdering somebody. But once that's done, just the fact that you showed up to fight, oftentimes, I cannot stress this enough. I know it's hard to understand, especially for women because their minds work differently. Oftentimes, as a dude, you end up becoming close, close friends with the dude you just fought. I know that sounds insane, but there is a level of respect in men for other men who fight and who are willing to fight you. You see these boxers all the time, UFC fighters. They get in the ring. They train to murder each other forever, and they talk endless crap about each other. And they're spitting in each other's face. They're insulting each other's mothers and wives. And then they get in the ring, and it looks like, oh, my goodness, he's trying to kill him. And as soon as the fight's over, they're hugging like they're best friends, holding each other's faces. That's real. That's real. So, Andrew Jackson shows up at this duel. They agree. We're just going to shoot past each other. And surprise, surprise, ended up being very good friends. However, Andrew Jackson was in, they say, up to 100 duels in his life. And believe me when I tell you, many of them were not friendly. And this is my second favorite history story of all time. Andrew Jackson... He gets in an argument with another lawyer named Charles Dickinson, only it turns out this man is deadly. Hang on. Your identity is not safe online. And what I'm talking about when I'm talking about your identity is this. Your social security number, your credit cards, debit cards, bank accounts, this information is out there now. That's the world we live in. And criminals know it's out there. Believe me, I'm not the only one. And they spend their time prowling the internet for information like yours to rip you off. You have to have identity theft protection anymore. You just too, it's too risky otherwise. Otherwise, you might as well take all your money and throw it on the sidewalk in front of your house. 
plus Identity Hero? They're an America-based identity theft protection company, and I'm tired of sending my money overseas. You should be too. Starts at just $7.95 a month. Go to identityhero.net slash jesse. Again, that's identityhero.net slash jesse. Andrew Jackson and Charles Dickinson have a bit of a disagreement. And what is this disagreement? Well, Andrew Jackson was a horseman, and Charles Dickinson was a horseman, and Charles Dickinson made the mistake of calling Andrew Jackson a cheat, and then he made another big mistake. You see, Andrew Jackson had a wife he dearly, dearly loved named Rachel. And this is the story between Andrew and Rachel. Rachel had been previously married. Her marriage was ending with her other husband. She, in her mind, had formally dissolved it and decided to marry Andrew. She didn't know it was kind of a clerical error. Her husband failed to formally resolve it by that time. So she married Andrew, and then by the time the husband formally resolved it, she had to marry him again. It was nothing, there was actually nothing dirty or nefarious going on. But at one point in time, Rachel was married to two dudes at once. This is going to come up again later. Charles Dickinson makes the mistake of not only calling Andrew Jackson a horse cheat, he calls his wife a bigamist. Andrew Jackson, not caring if you're the deadliest man on the planet or not, challenges Charles Dickinson to a duel, and this is not going to be a let's shoot our pistols past each other duel. You show up, and I show up, and one of us is going to die. Charles Dickinson has killed in duels by this point in time 26 men. Twenty-six men, possibly the deadliest dueler in American history. Charles Dickinson challenges you to a duel. You simply poop your pants and say, I'm sorry, Charles, never mind, and go the other direction. That's what you do. Andrew Jackson says, oh, it's on now. Let's do it. Now, Andrew Jackson may be tough as nails, But he's also smart, and he's smart enough to know I am not going to outgun Charles Dickinson. Clearly, this is a man who has the dueling technique down. I'm going to get shot. What does Andrew Jackson do? Andrew Jackson puts on essentially a quadruple XL overcoat. Way too big for him. Why? He wants to increase his odds that Charles Dickinson is going to miss his heart when he shoots Andrew Jackson first. Andrew knows he's not going to get the first shot off. He plans for such an event. They show up to duel, and sure enough, Andrew Jackson not only wears the overcoat, decides to stand there like a statue and allow Charles Dickinson to shoot him first. Charles Dickinson does. Boom. Did not wing him in the arm. Remember, he's Charles freaking Dickinson. He shoots Andrew Jackson right in the chest. Misses his heart by inches because of the overcoat. Andrew Jackson stands there does not falter, does not kneel, does not scream in pain, gets shot in the chest on purpose, places a hand over the wound so it won't bleed as he takes careful aim and shoots Charles Dickinson dead. Charles Dickinson 
I'm not making up or exaggerating that story in any way that happened. Don't tell me about taking Andrew Jackson's name off the $20 bill. Leave it right freaking there. That guy's awesome. Dickinson actually took a couple days to die because Jackson shot him in the stomach, but dead just the same. In case you're wondering about the wound in Andrew Jackson's chest, a doctor actually told Jackson, I don't see how it's humanly possible you remain standing with this wound. The bullet was too close to his heart and remained in Andrew Jackson's chest the rest of his life until he died of congestive heart failure in his 70s, although the rest of his life he would at random times cough up blood because of the bullet in his chest. Jackson would simply wipe it off and go about his day. <coughs> oh, sorry. Hang on. I got, let me get a hanky. What were you saying about your dispute with me again? Oh, that's just the bullet in my chest. That was the last guy I let shoot me. Do you, do you want to duel or you don't? Oh, you don't want to duel. That's what I thought. Now, Jackson is in Tennessee at this point in time, and he's getting elected to these various public offices, Congress, judge, things like that. This is a man who people are fans of. He is very much a working man politician. Hates D.C. politicians, hates the hoity-toity crowd, as you can imagine by this, by this time. This guy is just one of those dudes. And there's one thing he hates more than D.C. politicians. He hates Brits, as you can imagine, given his history. He really does not care for the Brits. Andrew Jackson... He signs up for the War of 1812. Now, remember what the War of 1812 was. By the way, I should mention, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email in your questions, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, or you can call in. You're welcome to 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373. So take your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Remember, they don't have to be political, although they can. Friday's... Friday's a bit of a fun day here on the show. You don't get too heavy out here. War of 1812 pops up. Andrew Jackson is an accomplished military man. They ask Andrew Jackson, well, frankly, they tell Andrew Jackson, take your 2,000 men or so and march down to New Orleans. This is really important. Jackson's all about that life. He says, oh, yeah, let's rock and roll. Takes his 2,000 men marches down to New Orleans where he's promptly told to give his 2,000 men to someone else. He looks into it. They don't have the proper supplies and stuff like that for his men. So he says, well, screw you. I'm going back home. Keep in mind, this man's under orders by the Secretary of War. And he says, nope, me and my men are leaving. And he turns around and marches clear back home to Tennessee and pays for the whole thing himself. The Army won't pay for it because he didn't do anything. Bankrupts himself. Well, you don't let a man like Andrew Jackson sit on the sidelines long, and another problem pops up. You see, we are still dealing with major Indian issues in the United States of America at this time and major foreign power issues, and we need to pause for a moment because this is difficult for us to wrap our minds around. America is not America as you know it yet. Spain holds significant territory, including Texas and Florida at this time. It's weird to think about, right? But we didn't own continental United States yet. And Indian tribes owned large, large portions. And forget all that stupid stuff they try to feed you in middle school now, making America bad and Indian saints. Indians didn't believe in owning land. They were all a bunch of peaceful Peaceful peoples who just thought everything belonged to the Earth Mother. Oh, shut up. They were always fighting each other over land and fighting us, too. It's not judging them either. You know I'm the biggest Indian fan in the world, but that's a bunch of crap. And one of the Indian tribes we were on friendly terms with, kind of, were the Creek Indians. Except there was a problem. Hang on. 
The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. How exposed is your information online? How much of your information is out there? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think you're naive. I don't think you have a public profile with your home address, your online dating profile, your gun records, all your previous addresses and things like that. I don't think you knowingly put all that information out there for everyone to see. But something like that might be happening with your information. What I mean is there may be public records posted online about you. You wouldn't paint your private information on your garage door, but you could be leaving a footprint everywhere you go when you're online. A lot of things you do online, maybe records you didn't even set up, those records could be out there. And not only could they be out there, others might be able to see them. It's more important than ever to find out what could be posted online about you. Go look up your name or anyone else's. Go to getthetruthnow.com. That's getthetruthnow.com. The Creek Indians have a little offshoot called the Red Sticks, and the Red Sticks are the more militant brand of the Creek Indians. I need to do something on the Creeks and the Red Sticks because the Red Sticks are kind of freaking awesome. But, I mean, enemies of, you know, our troops at this time, but I told you I'm an Indian fan, big Indian tribe fan. I think they're cool. And the Red Sticks get involved in something called the Fort Mims Massacre. They go kill a bunch of white dudes. Who are you going to call? You're going to call old Andrew Jackson in Tennessee, who is more than happy to gather up some dudes and go down and kill some Indians for you. Andrew Jackson, not an Indian fan. But let's be frank. He's kind of an equal opportunity guy. I don't think it was a skin color thing. It was a I'll murder anybody kind of thing. Goes down, does his job. And I want you to know, in the interest of time, because I have about a 1,000 Ask Dr. Jesse questions to get to today, I'm skipping over things like random street brawls he gets into where he gets shot. I'm skipping over multiple duels. This is a human being willing to fight at a moment's notice. While also... Being a politician, I find him to be the most bizarre person. You want to talk about somebody who's chosen the alternate path. I mean, you think of politicians, at least I do, today as, you know, these kind of frumpy, let's be honest, dorky, cowardly goobers who are always running for office, raising money. They're not doing anything right. Occasionally, they'll stand in front of a Civil War statue somewhere and talk about how great it is and then go back to the office Andrew Jackson divides his time between running for office and killing people. The guy is just different. And remember, we still have the Battle of New Orleans coming. This is kind of funny about the Battle of New Orleans. I'm not going to dwell on it because I actually need to do a whole show on the Battle of New Orleans at some point in time. But we have 10,000 Brits coming for New Orleans. The Brits had already signed a treaty to end the war in Britain by the time the Battle of New Orleans came about, but it hadn't gotten back to the United States yet. It was still on a ship for the Senate to ratify it by the time the Battle of New Orleans came about. And get this, the British commander who's sending the 10,000 troops down there had been given orders beforehand, if you hear rumors of a peace deal, Don't listen to them. I'm worried the Americans might play some tricks and we're going to lose valuable time, so keep going. So he hears the rumors and he's off. There's no way that's true. It was absolutely true. (laughs) So the whole thing was not necessary. And we have 10,000 Brits heading for New Orleans. What does New Orleans have? They got Andrew freaking Jackson, and that's all you need, baby. And when I say I have Andrew Jackson, I mean this. There isn't really a formal army of any significance in New Orleans, and there are 10,000 trained British troops coming for New Orleans. And some Indians in there, too. The Indians were fighting on behalf of the Brits. That was a big thing they did, trying to, trying to 
you know, stop us. Andrew Jackson shows up, and you want to talk about Motley Crue. Andrew Jackson is taking bartenders, freed slaves. He's cobbling together anyone and everyone he can into some kind of a fighting force down there. He's also cobbling together pirates. You see, this is how societies work, all of them, always have and always will. A port city is going to have a lot of things, but universally, a port city has smuggling and a port city has crime. And don't you ever believe any nation, including ours, that tells you, we've cleaned up the crime down at the uh, down in the New York Harbor. You know, you hear stories like that all the time. You know, the mob used to control the New York Harbor, which they did because they controlled the unions at the harbor. And they always said that used to. And then we dug in and we cleaned out all that crime. Buddy, there's still crime in New York Harbor and lots of it. I live in Houston. It's a gigantic port. It may be the biggest port in the country. I don't know. I don't do research for the show. It's one of them. It's one of the busiest in the country. Is it third, Chris? It's, it's big. People. There's endless amounts of crime down there. I know personally about a bit of it. Lots of it. New Orleans at this time is no different. There are pirates all over the place. Pirates the United States Army has already fought and declared war on. If you're Andrew Jackson, you think he's going to worry about a little piracy? Andrew Jackson goes knocking on the door, gives these pirates an offer they can't refuse if you want to go all godfather on them. Hey, um... I need some smuggling done. I need some fighting done. I need some ships, including the Lafitte brothers. You'll hear about them a lot. Goes to the Lafitte brothers and says, I need guns. I need some ruffians who know how to fight. We're going to kill some Brits. And they're all, but I thought you hated us. And Jackson is, oh, I do. But don't worry. I'm going to give you all pardons, but I need you to come fight and fight right now. Hang on. HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure you don't get evicted from your home. And I believe me, I know what you're thinking. Oh, why would I get evicted, Jesse? I, I pay my bills. What are you talking about? Do you pay your bills? Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure you're not a dirt brawl. I'm sure you pay all the bills you have. You know you have. What about the bills you don't know you have? If somebody goes online and steals your home title, which is online, they get your signature on it, which they can do, and they take a loan out against it. That is your bill. Your home insurance ain't going to cover it. That's your bill. And if you don't pay that bill, you're going to get evicted from your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Register your address. See if you're already a victim. While you're there, sign up. Use the code JESSE. Get yourself 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. The Pirates join up with Andrew Jackson and his group of ruffians, rocks and rolls with the Brits, outnumbered two to two to one, and freaking wins. And by this point in time, Andrew Jackson is a national. Hero heads on back to Tennessee to take her easy. It's all good, right? Except the Spanish and the Seminole Indians are causing major problems now. You see, they're leaving Florida and they're making raids and attacks on Americans in Georgia. And if you're the government, you're the Secretary of War, you're the President, who are you going to call for such a problem? I know who I'm calling, Andrew. 
They make the call. We've got some issues here. Here's what we need you to do. Go to Georgia and just get the Indians back into Florida. And Andrew says, <laughs> that's hilarious. I think I have a better plan. I'll go ahead and do whatever I want. And they said, no, 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 no. This is what we're ordering you to do. And Andrew says, yeah, yeah, no. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Andrew Jackson has been tasked with getting the Indians out of Georgia and back to Florida, and Andrew Jackson doesn't think that's a good strategy at all, so he just decides to go ahead and invade Florida on his own. I'm not making that up. The man just did whatever he wanted. He marches into Pensacola, beats the living crap out of the Indians and the Spanish, He then takes a couple of British spies he catches as prisoner. Now, granted, we're not at, let me, let me emphasize this point. We are not at war with Britain anymore at all. The war is long over and we're not currently at war with Spain at all. Andrew Jackson takes two British spies and executes both of them. Possibly starting another war with the greatest power in the world at the at the time. And it all works. <laughs> he virtually, virtually wipes out the Indians. No more Seminole invasions into Georgia. Andrew Jackson once again takes care of the whole thing. He runs for president, being encouraged to run for president. It was a very odd campaign with a bunch of ins and outs. That I'm not going to go into now. He's running against John Quincy Adams. And he's running against Henry Clay. Who was the Speaker of the House. And he was running against somebody else. I forget who he was. And essentially because Jackson was the outsider. Working man dude. All four other guys. Well let me explain. There are four guys running. They run for president. Jackson gets more of the popular vote. And more of the electoral college votes than any of the other three. However, as the Constitution lays out, you must have a majority, not a plurality. And if you don't have a majority, it gets decided in the United States House of Representatives. Well, Andrew Jackson's not the D.C. insider. He's the one that hates the D.C. insiders, and they hate him back. And essentially, all three of the other guys, even though they don't like each other either, collaborate to make sure Jackson is not president of the United States. They're lucky he didn't form an army and just come start killing everybody. They really are. But he didn't. Gets screwed, runs for president again, and wins. Should be noted, as we wrap things up here, the election where he won actually killed him because his wife, remember he and his wife were very, very close. And remember that whole bigamy thing from earlier? The election was nasty. Don't think for one second that nasty politics is only a product of the year 2020. Remember, as I've told you, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams accused each other of pedophilia on the campaign trail. Politics is a contact sport. Always has been, always will be. And Andrew Jackson's wife gets absolutely trashed during this campaign. She takes it so hard, she dies after he was elected before he's actually sworn in. I guess he loved her so much, bit of a touching story here, 
they had to essentially physically wrench him away from her after he was holding her once she died. He goes on to be president. And, of course, how much of that stuff about Andrew Jackson did you know before I kicked off the show today? You probably knew the one thing I didn't cover, the Indian Removal Act. Congress decided they wanted the Indians, you know, the Florida Indians, let's get them out. And this was a lot more than just the Creek Indians. It was the Chickasaws, it was a bunch of them, Seminoles, so on. They wanted them out. They wanted them relocated to west of the Mississippi, which was considered, I mean, far west. That's the frontier at this time. Pack up Indians and leave. We're taking all this stuff over. They gave them, I believe it was two years to do so. And they said, at the end of that two years, if you're not gone, we will march you out of there. Well, these Indians, understandably, were all, um, screw you. I'm not moving. And two years came. And they went down and marched them out, and 4,000 died. That's called the Trail of Tears. You've undoubtedly heard of the Trail of Tears. Most of them died from horrible conditions in the stockade, starvation and disease and things like that. It's a terrible, terrible affair. And, of course, because we have to look at everything in retrospect, they lay all that at the feet of Andrew Jackson. Um, Congress is the one who passed the Indian Removal Act. Jackson's the one who signed it. I'm not trying to make excuses for the man. He was no Indian lover, that's for sure, and he signed it. But we act like, ah, Andrew Jackson just marched down there on his own and started killing Indians. It's not true. It's not true. And to wrap this thing up, because it's a Friday and we have some sweet questions, when it comes to things like Indians, People who twist history around will act as if America, all of it, slaughtered the Indians, didn't care, inhumane. You have to understand this. We were founded as a Judeo-Christian country. And it was a big controversy while it was happening when Indians were treated poorly. A big deal. It was all over the newspapers. There was an outcry. Don't think for a second every American was like, yeah, screw the Indians, kill them all. It was a major controversy at the time. Many, many, many Americans hated it. Were dead set against it. Thought it was an affront to God. And which it may have been. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't speak for Jesus. That's that's not my ear. But understand, it was a big deal and highly controversial at the time. That's Andrew Jackson. Now let me ask you something. Does that sound like a man who should have his name scrubbed from the twenty dollar bill? That's a really, really, really cool life. But what we've done, what we've done is we've taken accomplishment and we've either demonized it in this country or we ignore it and only focus on the bad and... Is that how you want your legacy to be handled? I don't I'm not going to sit here and pretend like you or I are going to have the resume of Andrew Jackson. But whatever small legacy you and I are going to have amongst your family, friends, town, whatever it may be, you want your legacy to be your warts? Is you, do you think that's a fair way to judge history? Do you think that's a fair way to judge where we are now? That's absurd. And there's a reason people do that. There's a reason the left is so focused on that now. You see it all over the place. I'm looking at a headline right here. Pennsylvania District mandates white supremacy lessons for kindergartners. 
This is not accidental, and this has nothing to do with racism. There is a leftist movement that has a lot of steam in this country, and don't discount its power. There is a leftist movement totally designed to destroy not the legacy of Andrew Jackson, but to destroy the legacy of America itself so they can destroy the country. Don't ever let them do that. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey it's danielle will and writer from pod meets world thanks to our friends at hyundai we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only wait for it Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. 
This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.